Hi, everybody, and welcome. I'm going to start with sorry about last week. I just, we had like a fun month of, we all got COVID and got, kids were out of school, just a crazy life, but um, I don't like to re-schedule it, but it had to happen last week. So sorry about that. Beside that, I'm very excited to be talking about the beauty queen of Jerusalem. Um, this book, I was saying, was a bestseller in Israel for three years in a row or something like that. Um, very, very popular among Israelis for different reasons. Uh, when it came to, when they translated to English and they brought it to America, actually, the, it's very interesting because I was reading reviews to, to kind of understand if some other people's appreciation of the book was the same as I had, kind of looking for validation. And it looked to me as if the person looking at the book came from some sort of a background that had some similarities, not necessarily only like Jewish background, but like even it was this woman that was Greek and she was talking about her upbringing. They, it was more, more, there was more of a connection than like just your regular, like Goodreads type of review. In those cases, there were more criticism, like a three out of five star type of thing to the book. I personally really liked it. I'll, I'll say why and all of that soon, but I would love to hear everybody's appreciation of the book. Let's start, I guess, in the room and then go um, online or the other way around. I don't know how it works. Go away. Okay. Charna. Charna. Camera's on you. Oh. <laughs> oh, first one. Well, I was amazed at how the first chapter kind of laid out what you were going to do. It was hard to get into it. it. It seemed like I was on the phone with someone that just kept, wouldn't stop talking because she went into a lot of these details, but I went back, I actually went back and read the first chapter twice. In the middle when Rosa, it was just so hard for me to keep reading about Rosa. It was so sad. And I remembered, wait a minute, there was some one that was revered and is that her and I so like halfway through I went back and read the first chapter also at the very end oh and I loved going back to read the first chapter um everything makes sense when you yeah go back, right yeah there's yeah. more research to do with all the different occupations of Israel um you know in my free time I suppose um the different generations, I mean, one theme is, I guess, how something can be passed down, a trait, right? It's not, not a physical trauma. trait, a trauma, a trauma, okay. If people watching Kanto, we can mix both. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's also about intergenerational yeah. trauma. It's and very then, similar. If this was written in Hebrew, I mean, I guess they did a terrific job on the translation, translation. because I felt yeah. like it was very detailed. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, yeah. so, so more to reflect on. Awesome. Yeah, great. Great points. And something we're going to talk later. So that's yeah. great. All right, hold on. Let's let's welcome. We got oh, Dina Malko. Good to see you. I don't know if we formally hey. welcomed you. And Faye. Hoffman is joining us. Okay, so we're just going to let Faye in, and then we're going to continue our kind of round. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, Sandrine. So yeah, I, re I really like the book, all the character, and you know, I imagine I cannot wait to see it. Uh, now that I've read the book, right. to see uh, the the TV series. And um, actually, I read a lot yesterday to the point that my eyes were, and I had like 50 pages left this afternoon. I had nothing <laughs> well planned. Spoiled, yes, I had nothing planned, but it was just one thing after another. Yeah, I didn't yeah, finish yeah. it, but okay. I don't mind hearing. Uh, but same thing as she was, uh, you know, when I was about like 50 pages left, I'm like... Let me go back to the beginning because I think I'm missing. And then, uh, you know, when she was at the hospital, Luna. So 
uh, read the first chapter, I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't remember at all, all the that they were mm -hmm. all the details. Um, but yeah, beautiful story, learning about, you know, the different culture, the Fardic, Israeli, and the history of Israel. And uh, so, yeah, great book. All right, I'm going to... Um... I'll go last. You'll go so last. Okay. So I'll last. I'll jump in. I also did not finish the book. Okay. But I got I got I got pretty far in and I thought it was masterful. I'm still planning on finishing it, but I don't also I also don't mind the spoiler because it's like the journey is not even right, the destination. Right, right. Not, I, I am shocked. There's nothing. I'm shocked. I didn't know what you said before. I had no idea mm -hmm. that this was that this is a translation. Yes. I've done translations yes, yes. and usually most of the time translations read like a translation. Right. No, yes. I mean, I think a lot of times it feels a little yes. clunky. This right. is right. just, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's a, well, it's a very well-written book. Yes. It doesn't, I don't, you wouldn't, I would never know there was a translation. Yes. Had you not said that, I mean, had, or had I not read that elsewhere, which I didn't, but I would have not known it was a translation. I thought it was, I thought it's extremely well-written. Um, I'm excited about, about reading, um, finishing it, I could tell already probably also about halfway through that we were getting some, we were getting somewhere back to the first, first yeah. chapter. I wonder if everyone like a triggered, like around the same part, You're like, Whoa, so, wait a second. Like, yeah. I had a trigger for me. You also had a trigger. Yeah. I'll say later. Okay. So you share the trigger. So it might be that somehow so here's my point. Cause like I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of teaching, but also part of my teaching is my, my ideal is to do like storytelling within teaching, not just tell a class of information, but try to like weave a narrative. Mm -hmm. That's how I try to teach. I don't know if I always do it, but I try to tell a story. And like, if you can drop the information at the beginning that you can then unfold at the end and then at the end, it all comes together. That's an amazing story. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if this is something where you were, when it's done, it all comes together and you see, you understand the clues that were dropped in the beginning. That's a very cool it's a very well yeah. thought out, yeah. thought out experience. Um, and I'll just mention that I know this is a, this is a specific, but like, I don't know. I was, I was rooting for the blue eyed girl or what that was, that oh, what they call her? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, love is love. Let's go. Like, love is love. <laughs> It's a good conversation we can have because the next generation is with a non-Jewish Italian. Oh, oh I, okay. So, so <laughs> there you go. Love is love. Sorry, I got to run now. No, I'm kidding. All right. Okay. Exactly that because you see how, like, at some point it's like, it should the same concept always happen. Right. And maybe, yes, maybe. Well, then that's, not, that's, that's, that's continues the brilliance of right, this book right, to be able right, to tease right. that out. That's, it's, it's just someone had to think of this story. And then, like, timeline it out and like plot it out, and just she did a great job. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an intriguing yeah. book. Okay, that's my yeah. opinion. Now that this is a trigger, Here's the difference. I will I, say not, you also have it. Yes, uh, I remember. You have the trick. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll all come in what one. So right. let's um, uh, well, let's yeah. do the online, right? Yeah, let's yeah, do, yeah. Okay, let's so let's everybody. start. Um, Eve, you want to jump in? I couldn't put the book down. I mean, I would wake up in the middle of the night to read this thing. It was wonderful. I, I loved the way it was written. And I, until I heard you guys speak, I didn't realize it was a translation. Yeah, It was just so beautifully written. And I, I liked the complexity and the weaving of the stories and what was almost like the intergenerational curse, if you will, or you know, the same sort of sad things kept happening to people, but you could see how people were shaped and they would shape the next generation. I think the other thing for me, um, so I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested in Sephardim. So it was very, it was really nice to see that aspect of the culture, but what I didn't realize I would get from the book that I, very much appreciated was that little bit of the history of the state of Israel. Right. So I just thought it was a wonderful book on many, many levels. Now I've been talking, Jake's my husband. I've been talking to Jake about it and I, he's going to read it, but Jake reads in Hebrew as well. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 I yeah. actually asked someone to read it and like also, and they were saying that in the Hebrew, it's fascinating. Okay. So he should read the original. I, but, I could not read Hebrew, I like a whole book in Hebrew. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I could not put it down. Okay, awesome. awesome. Uh, let's go with Steve. Steve, jump in, please. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I think you got muted. 
If you don't mind to unmute, yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. was saying, I was hoping I would be the last one you called. <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious Order to see it. The faces. <laughs> I'm anxious to see it. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm anxious to see it as a movie, of course. I felt like the book needed a very strong editing. And um, I, I, did, I did get a lot out of it, including the, the Sephardic uh, dynamic, you know, between the, the generations. Uh, I was very surprised. It's not, of course, we, we tend to personalize anything we read. And I was putting it with my uh, Ashkenazi uh, background. The dynamic was nothing like all the women in my family. It seemed like these women were, were very fast to argue. They were, um, they didn't have the, the, the family dynamic that I was used to, but that's not the important thing. Um, I, I just felt like it needed a serious editing. I could never connect. There were too many names coming in and coming out. I like the book. I think it's going to be something wonderful on Netflix or as a movie, but um, I would be very selective in my friends that I, I recommend the book to, mm -hmm. because it's a book that you have to want to read. The, the joy I got out of this book is, of course, it was Jewish, so I wanted to read it. It had to do with Israel, so I wanted to read it, read it. but I left the book not feeling like it was a great book. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, that's that's good feedback. Really good feedback. So let's continue. I'm going in order. So Dina Malka, if you feel like continuing. Yeah, and you're I, also muted. Yeah, there you go. There. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, you're still you're muted. Still muted. Um, I'm wondering if um after hearing Steve's comments, is, is this like a, a ladies book? You know, like they have a chick book, um, a ladies book. But I, uh, oh, I just found it riveting. And to answer, you know, Steve's um, point about all the names, I, when I first started the book, I made like a little family tree, you know, but then after a while, I really got it. I didn't have to keep referring back to it, you know. Mm -hmm. I just got it. And uh, wow, I was just uh, bowled over by um, Luna's mouth, how cruel she was. Oh, the things she said to her. I mean, it was just shocking how, how, how cruel she was. And um, anyhow, though, I couldn't put it down. And I loved it. And I would recommend it. As a matter of fact, now I feel bad, Steve, because I did recommend it to you. <laughs> well, you. You asked if it was a woman's book. And I will say, yes, it was a woman's book, but that had nothing to do with it. I think uh, about half the people I know are women. So it, it, it had nothing to do with it. But yes, it, it was a woman's book. Yeah. But um, I think... Uh, I think my liking or disliking it had nothing to do with gender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the last one. So, Faye, if you don't, if you don't mind jumping in, we'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts. No, I felt the same way as uh, Steve did. I I thought that there were too many names. It got a little bit too complicated, and uh, it, it was a little distracting, um, and. Um, maybe a bit long in places and like he said it needed more editing uh cutting back in some areas i mean that's the way i felt about it but i like the book mm -hmm. okay yeah so my impression um the book was very popular in terms of just around the general population so in israel was a bestseller um a few years in a row um, definitely very well known with any Israeli that um, modern literature. It's, it's a kind of new book. Um, when then I went to read more professional critics, then they brought up certain things that I started like, yeah, 
that's right, that's true. The way the characters were developed, um, maybe not that deep, always like a little bit too negative. Overall, I really enjoyed the book. I guess some of the context helped the how much of Jerusalem was in the book. Like when they named, named the streets, I'm like, I'm familiar exactly yeah. with the corner. And just like leaving the, the city through the history was really fascinating. Like when they named the city that then it, at the time was like so far from Jerusalem and then it becomes like nowadays it's like almost like in the middle of the city, you know, just like to see that evolution. And I'm Sephardic. My family is from Spain. All the Spanish words and sayings, it's exactly how my grandmother would speak. Like word by word, there's no one saying that my grandmother doesn't use nowadays. So definitely felt very familiar and not necessarily the family dynamics, but <laughs> all the sayings and all the foods. Um, I don't know. I think like if I would ask my grandmother how her grandparents were, there was like that like cold you know, much more like authoritarian relationship that didn't pass to our generations. But um, I don't know, my my grandparents' generation were all born in Turkey. They came to Latin America as immigrants out of the Ottoman Empire. And, and that's not in Jerusalem, but a lot of the traditions, the language, just like Jews in Russia kept Yiddish. They, they kept Ladino in a country where everybody spoke Arabic. They spoke Spanish, which it became the Jewish language. Um, and a lot of the traditions, the way they celebrated things. So it, that brought me a lot of familiarity to it. Uh, it was frustrating to see them keeping committing the same mistakes. I'm like, please just do the right thing. And that like it over and over, but um, it, it brings to like the first topic I want to discuss, like the book in its fantasy kind of make it as like a curse, the curse yeah. that mm-hmm. the men in the family are not going to love their wives and the women are going to love someone that they don't love them back. So um, obviously that has like some sort of esoteric component to it, but into a reality, like if we bring it down to reality, there are many things that we get passed from generation to generation that almost determine our future in certain ways um, that it's that it's only just the way we were raised or things that are expectations so how did you feel about that specific piece was it like this is too fake and magical or you saw the how in reality we can see certain similarities I'm curious And we, anyone, whoever wants well, to jump in. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a, I don't know, fantasy is the right word. Maybe not, you know, bringing that curse in the beginning, okay? And then Luna, I highlighted this in my Kindle. Luna, when she was in the hospital and the baby, Gabriella wasn't taking to her. Luna said, it was just one sentence, this is just not natural, or uh-huh. this is unnatural. Right. And I think that she even realized that. But they need to be, right. That, that it's unnatural, but that was the only reference, I think, that Luna came out and said it's not natural. And I think that was brought down, but as a metaphor for other little traits that can be bring, brought down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not all fact. It's, it, right. it brought it in for a, maybe some plot for right. the. <clears throat> yeah. So they make it sound like a curse, but how many things we, the way we relate are because our parents related that way to each other, or they related to us in a certain way. And that's how we know. I mean, there are many sources of how we learn, but like if your whole, circles are in a certain way how likely is that you're gonna just behave the same way oh I have a question for you rabbit I'm sorry on this point about whether it's a curse or family dynamics what does it mean in the bible where it says unto the third and fourth generations what does that refer to um that's a really good question 
uh, it, there's a lot of discussion in the commentaries whether or not God really visits punishment, you know, on third or fourth generation as like a consequence. Because the other, the other, there is a teaching that says you don't punish children for the sins of their fathers and vice versa. So what does that actually mean? Some commentaries say it means that the habits, the negative habits of one generation, it may take a few generations to get rid of. In other words, it's not like a divine punishment. It's more of like the, the iniquity of the parents are going to be visited on third, three or four generations. Supernatural or just, you know, just the way it is because the intergenerational trauma. And, and, and I think like what Ariella said is like just learn behavior. It's like, what do you, maybe that's, if that's the model of a relationship that you've seen, then the path, the path of least resistance is to replicate that. Um, also, this is before social media. We could see like other people's families, but like I, I think right, it's, it's a little bit of that's what you know. So you know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, in but, my own and, family, as far as the Jewish, as far as the biblical question, there's a lot of commentaries on that because it is a bit of a troubling verse that you know we're gonna get you three generations later for it's like I'm gonna get punished for something that my great great whatever did. That doesn't make sense. Like, what did I do? So again, it's maybe not punished, but it's kind of like it's going to be in the family. And at some level, you're going to have to work hard to get out of that. Not that it's impossible, but yeah. I know in my own family, um, uh, like some of the, the dynamics in my parents' marriage, you know, I took on in my own marriage. And it wasn't until later that, you know, I could like step outside the frame and see, you know, what was happening, what was recurring. Mm -hmm. That's why therapy is good. <laughs> 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 oh, didn't I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I, I do think it's a lot of like that in, intergeneration, like we, they, if in the Ashkenazi culture, it comes from the Holocaust or whatever it is that as Jews, we lived at, even as a, as, as a whole or your family in particular, it just has so much weight on the way you're going to approach the world. Um, and I think the book is trying to touch on it. I don't know how successful it was because again, it made it sound like a curse. And like, I guess if people don't have the, con the context, it may sound like a little bit like a fantasy, but I saw it that way. I saw it as like the power we have just to pass certain things from generation to generation. Um, yeah, that's what I think also. I don't think it's like a supernatural. Supernatural, thing. right. Yeah. Um, but, it could, but how else do you frame it? I mean, you might right, just say right. it. It's like, it's the curse, but you right. don't like, like the Red Learned Sox, behavior. the Red Sox couldn't win the World Series. Was it really the curse? It wasn't, but it was like also in their heads a little bit at some point. Right. Exactly. Right. So like, you know, it's it's the, the narrative that becomes oh, true right. because. It's... Oh, and a lot of that is. Yeah, exactly. It's your expectations from reality. Right. And that's without, I mean, spoiling, but like that's what Gabriela decided, decided to change that dynamics. It's like, I'm going to get someone who loves me back. I'm not. I'm going to bring. I can do this if I forgive. It, it was much more deeper than just like it's a curse. It's like we all have so much trauma that we haven't let go. Like we don't forgive people. We have all this trauma in our mm -hmm. lives that the women in my family have been living with. I'm going to free myself from it. And that's what really like break the curse one way or the other. Um, any other comments about that concept of either curse or generational intergenerational trauma or however we want to call it could it also be referring to some other literature jewish literature about ibics did i say that right mm -hmm. i'm just i don't know i'm throwing it out there Maybe. i don't know right like there's so much superstition also in the in the safari i'm in the shkenazi world as well but like everything is seems you like, oh, I did this. That's why my kids are suffering like this. Mm -hmm. And like, uh -huh. there's a lot of that concept. Who was the one that was like this, um, this curse releaser? She, um, was that? The, ma the mother of, right. And we mm -hmm. had someone like that, the same concept, the mother of Gabrielle or, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. She was like, you would go to she her to take your, right. yeah. Yeah. Anxiety was it anxiety or something? Or worries. Yeah. Well, your, she, she right. Your 
you're like yeah, even today in, in Jerusalem there's this women's that they will take like the the eye like the bad eye that people give to you they will take it out like today in Israel it's it's part of that um it's just coming from the same um giving a lot of power to the everything around God and not God itself mm-hmm. but it's 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 true it, it it's reflective of the culture it really is reflective of the culture so that was um that was the one thing that i thought a lot about it like i thought at some point i was upset of how it was presented but then like it made sense in my in my head at least so is it um you know, like to decide not to, to pursue the, the blue eyes or to find her, but right, like, right, is right. it right to have to marry someone and treat her like he treat her right, at right, the right. end, he even call her woman? Right. Yeah, you know, that's how he referred to her. So right. is it right? Is it better to marry someone you, he said, never love one day of his life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that that was that i mean the whole the all the love stories gabriel and then david has the same thing he fell in love with an italian woman while he's in Mm -hmm. in in europe and he just know it's if if for both it's only because of the repercussions they have on their family it's not a personal decision it's not a personal even even it's not their own self and their own convictions because it may be that you fall in love with someone and you have your own convictions that will tell you that's not the right person so i'm going to choose some someone else but in this case it's not even that they they were sure that person were the right one it's only to please their parents and name and keep the honor of the family which had all the power at that time a lot of a lot of stories through the book is how they're losing that family on our name or or yeah so i don't know i mean we can get we can see this is a debate that can go from the point of like judaism and alaha like someone will say yeah the woman who is ashkenazi is okay but the woman that is not jewish maybe it's not okay but at the end of the day is it's a little bit the same concept from the point of the book is loving the person that your family will not accept and um and what is the repercussion it's a whole generation of someone married without law basically in this case mm-hmm. do you did you feel that jerusalem was almost like a character in the book that that was the idea it was always seen as some as loved everybody had till the last generation till gabriella everybody had this like strong love of jerusalem and then like the relationship with the city changes. I was like, I need to go away. Um, all the negativity that was there. Did, how did you think that evolution went from like, I would never leave Jerusalem. This is the city almost as important as my life. And then as, as the book continues, it becomes like part of the curse, part of the negativity almost. Like I felt a little bit sad at the end when she's like, I need to leave this place. Um, I don't know if anyone had some impression on that evolutions through the book. No, just me. Yeah. That was the market. Machane. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I wish you would have keep it till now. Those places are very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was sad. I mean, it definitely felt that bad thing after bad thing as a reader it was that was hard mm-hmm. i was like where is it the positive pieces of the book and i mean it ends on a good note but it definitely feels heavy i will say when i went back um when they moved when they start getting wealthy and they moved to king george mm-hmm. and they they started describing the apartment the pieces of the furniture they describe are the same as when um, Gabriela was a little girl and the, the grandmother died and they're like giving away all this stuff. And she's like, I want that piece. And she described the lions in a little, 
the dresser, the dresser, or whatever the arm. Right. So then, in in whatever two hundred pages later, the grandmother is buying the furniture for the house, and they say, and the dresser had the two lines. So at that point, I was yeah. trying to go back to reread the first mm -hmm. chapter of the book. Yeah, and I did, and they, they had a lot of like hints through that it was mm -hmm. hard to connect, but mm -hmm. I'm also curious how it's gonna be done on the on on the oh, big screen that was something um but it's out already in Israel yeah so I nice you could already watch nice. it nice yeah. okay cool in Hebrew maybe that's yeah, nice. in interesting. <laughs> interesting what do you think um, about the male characters in the book because definitely the women characters were the main characters but Gabriel and David and the other the, there were some important male characters what what did you think about them anyone on the online uh, crew want to jump in at the male characters well i liked handsome eli cohen eli cohen right <laughs> eli cohen he right. was a highlight their <laughs> marriage was a highlight but I don't know, some of the men, I guess, were um, two-dimensional characters. They weren't, you know, developed like the ladies were. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they were all like before the marriage and you know, right, before right. and after, like David, become, right. you know, we don't find out about him, I mean, his true self right, right. until, you know, they, they're married and until like the first year right. of their marriage, at first, we thought, you know, wow, it's perfect for for her. Right at the beginning, we, we were happy, right? Yeah. And also, the guy that was paralyzed, he was Giddy. perfect. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, he did no wrong. Right, they were two dimensional. They were either yeah. perfect or. I mean, Gabriel, you can kind of understand where his pain came from, but definitely not a good character. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I I did feel that way as well. Any other comments on the male characters of the book? I think some of the men were um, second nature to the book, but Eli seemed to be more in the book than the others were. Right. They, they didn't seem to play a, a better character than than handsome Eli. Right. Right. Yep. Absolutely. He was definitely highlight. Um, how did you feel about Luna? Because the book, I mean, after all, it's named after her, the beauty queen of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. um, did you forgive her? Did you think she was the bad one, guy in the story? Or or I, I'm not going to say anything until I hear other people, but how how did you feel about her? was hard to see her in a really good light after that whole episode with the physical fight of almost tearing her Mom. mother's hair out. Right, right, right. That was really disturbing. Right. I mean, that is from her core. That's a word. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Worse than like giddy. <laughs> uh, Baby, she never tried with Gabriella right, either. Right. Never tried. And it, it, it's almost not surprising, you know, that she right away, she shows sign of like, she's not going to be a nurturing yeah, mother. Yeah. Yeah. She was pregnant and it was all negative. But... Any she other appreciation of Mona? She seemed to be more interested in her, her own looks and, and, and then she was in, in anything else. I mean, as she was getting older and as she was getting worse as far as her, her body, she, you know, she pointed out her legs were not as beautiful as they used to be. And, and they, why aren't they, <laughs> when she, she felt kind of, you know, one-dimensional. Yeah, again, for sure. I, it's interesting because when she cheated on, um, her husband, which as, as spectators should be something that would make you 
very upset with with the character or or should in theory um it almost felt like oh there is humanity inside her it was like it was almost like she has a connection with someone it's real and it's not about necessarily their looks it's about something deeper than that um so i almost felt it was like a way of redeeming the character rather than being more punishable but I don't know if that was, I kind of questioning myself for thinking the way, but it was, it was that a feeling of like, oh, there is a human. It's not a, just like shallow character. I don't know how, how did people like react to that relationship? Well, it calmed her down at home. Right, it was good for everybody. Um, yeah. Um, I think didn't she did she start her affair before her husband or did he start his? I think she it, started first. Yeah. Yes, she started first. Hmm. It's an open marriage. It's very common right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Very twenty twenty two. Right. No, but she started first. Um, also, we can discuss when did the first started because she used to go to the taxi station and spend hours with him without um, David knowing. And even though there was no physical relationship for a while, mm -hmm. that it's in my book still cheating. So, um, but there was definitely zero connection with the husband spiritually or either any other way. And she did have it with, with this injured um, kid who was younger than her by certain years. And but, she, but she was also injured. It's like what brought them together was this terrible situation and almost like this disfigurement in a way. Right. Um, they were almost like their true selves without artifice because they were suffering. So, I mean, to me, that was very interesting. It was right. very authentic. Yeah, I, it was exactly what it seemed to be like a very... A real relationship and mm -hmm. that's what brought them together so a certain way I was like almost relieved that they had that it, it wasn't strange I don't know if the author was trying to make us feel like not every fidelity is but but like it definitely that's how I felt when that happened and it was like a little bit shocking but to me it was like okay at least she feels something for someone and it's not only because the way that person looks or because that person um, it's deeper than that. And it was nice to see her take care of him and to nurture someone. I mean, right. really to see that side of her. Right. When we saw her as super selfish till then, this is the first time she actually truly sacrifices herself for something. Mm -hmm. You're saying that even in, in an action that would seem to be vilifying, like this is maybe it's redeeming her character. Almost. Right. And her, because of the, not nature of her character almost felt redeeming yeah like yeah I don't know. and they had a she had a social support she had a lot of people that knew that's true cover for that for them so she had friends out there right that was her social circle and her social yeah Absolutely. So I wanted to backtrack um, when we were you asked about the different men in the book, and I was saying that they were that their characters weren't developed. But you know, I remember now. I think it was no, 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 not no, no. The one who married the you know the, into that loveless you know marriage. Uh, he he kept seeking the forgiveness of his mother no matter how mean the mother the mother was to him he just wanted he kept going to see her and right. wanting her to visit and see the grandchildren and he just he was he spent his life wanting her forgiveness and relationship even though she'd done him wrong terribly by you know hitching him up with the um you know, into that loveless marriage. Right. And the, the, the interesting thing, and this is how the real curse goes from generation to generation. At some point in the book, he says, 
this is a punishment because I killed my father. Like mm -hmm. this is what his mom has been trying to put in his head from the beginning. He's like, what is she talking about? This is not true. But then in the moments of, of challenges, he's like, I know I'm, I deserve this because I killed my father. So it seems that somehow he just believed exactly the same that everybody else believes, you know, didn't depart from the, from, from the dynamics. Another kind of redeeming piece of Luna is, is the relationship with the sisters, the three sisters. Oh, yeah. um, it was hard to fit it in, in the way she related to other people, but they definitely had this very much close and love relationship. What was anyone's comments or, or take on that? The three sisters relationships. was a nice part at least of the mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Any favorite daughter? Not because I'm from a family of three girls yeah. and I'm the second one. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. see like yeah. she was always the one trying to right. bring back Everybody the people, together. Right. Yeah. Is that a trait of second God in the world? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. And when you, you know, when I read back also about Luna, remember now about the, you know, they lost the first son, and maybe there was a lot of, you know, pressure on her like right. I cannot growing imagine up, if she right, lost, right, right, yeah right. growing up um right right so maybe her so you know from maybe she was like suffocating a little bit from yeah. dad and the and the mom yeah I also think like the dad didn't love the mom right. um, and so how does right. the daughter have that respect Right. For the for mom. The mom. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm, right. I'm saying, but like, what, how is she supposed to have respect? Right. I mean, like, the, the, she's not treated like, uh, like a mensch. Like, what's the, like, right. yeah. It's hard. Of, Super yeah. hard. It's like, I think that all, I was just thinking that's, that, that's, gives us an insight into who, how she grows up. And she doesn't listen to her mother. No. Right. She screams at her mother. She throws tantrums and she drives her mother crazy. But yeah. like, Okay, I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying, like, the modeling that she had, her mother was never treated as a respectable person in the family. It was just like, you know. The mom has no self-esteem at all. Uh, she doesn't, I mean, she's not nice with Luna, but, you know, she, she's still calling the dad, like, querido. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, in spite of him calling calling her woman, so and finally I forget what what happened. She said, "Oh, finally, oh, when her brother yeah. come back." So when there is one back, scene. Still, right, there's one God, scene uh, that God, she says, "The Messiah is coming." Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. one. She um. In that case, the, the father reprimand Luna for being very disrespectful. And this is what it should have been all along. <laughs> but at least at the end, he does um, show some sort of respect for his wife. A little too late, but um, I guess better than not showing it at all. Yeah, definitely that. I One thing also, I mean, they they showed how Gabriela reacts to his to her mom one after she's dead at the end of the book, and we we didn't see that with Luna and her mom. So we don't know whether it was that sort of forgiveness or almost like trying to get closer. But I guess that's a lot of what frustrated me of the book is that. They had the urge of doing things that were the right things, 
and they would not do them for some other reason either because they had not forgive the characters. But um, I, at some point, started like highlighting all the times I said, and I wanted to hug her, but I didn't, or I, he wanted to, like they were about to, they had the instinct to do the right thing, but they didn't execute it because something that had happened in the past. Or I just wonder how much of that in real life happens. It's like at some point, if you really love someone and maybe they did something to you or whatever, but like you hope that you let it go and move on and have a healthy relationship, but not in this family. Like the healthy relationships didn't happen till people died. And they had the urge, like um, Gabriela says, I wanted to hug my father. I wanted to do this, but and my brother, but it just doesn't happen. And it over and over again, we say generation from generation from um, Gabriel to the mother that at some point they wanted, but never happens. And, and it keeps happening that there is something inside them saying, no, you cannot have a good relationship with this person. But these are natural relationships, a mother with a son, a brother as a sister. Like it, should, it shouldn't be that hard to execute on them. And they all of a sudden, like in the book, they seem very much forbidden relationships stuck, stuck right? So that was also a hard part. It's like, just, just do it, just get over it. Um, and that's why the end is so redeeming because she, she all of a sudden wants closeness with her mom. She kissed the grave yeah. and, and it, she's ready for love. She's ready for, for happiness. But it, it almost needed to happen. I don't know. Um, Steve, do you have any, any comments on the characters? I, I love um, to hear both sides not, of, the, of the story. Well, not really, but I was just thinking something because it is getting close to nine o'clock. Right. The book, The Beauty Queen of Jerusalem. I know it was a success. It sold many thousands of copies, but I was, I was thinking as in the last five or 10 minutes, had the title been different, I feel like it would have had a much, much greater readership I didn't read this book until I spoke to Adina started telling me about it and telling me the content. If it had been another name, the sins of the mother, uh, generations to follow, you know, it could have come up with a hundred other names that would have attracted male readership. Right. But this did not. Did not and I just life. wonder why, again, I'm thinking a good editor would have said, this, yes, of course, it starts out with the beauty queen, her legs, she couldn't get up, blah, blah, blah. That has mm -hmm. nothing to do with it. The story itself could have had a different title that would have truly increased the readership. So oh, that's God. that's what I was just thinking, not about the specifics. What is the name in here? Let me check. Up. You're looking it up right now? Yeah. <laughs> Rabbi R is checking the name in Hebrew. I'm, I'm not curious too, because yeah, at some a... point also I was like, is it really the main character of the book? She was yeah. just one more of the six. She didn't make any change in her life. The no. daughter is the one that actually takes this cures yeah. and like trauma, however you want to say it, and decides to, to do something. And she she had to go through cocaine and London and boys and whatever. Yes. We The healing process could have been different, sure, but yeah. it's healing at the end. And yeah, it seemed uh, un unimportant. And, um, you know, when the, when the book came out, the first two or three weeks, I didn't order it just because of that. So, you know, like, of course, who knows, maybe... Interesting. I'm, I'm just getting guessing that the readership would have been considerably larger right. if I knew if people knew from the very beginning that it's not about a beauty queen. Right. Uh, can I say a few things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Okay. First of all, the Hebrew it's break news for me. Okay. The Hebrew title of the book is called Malkat Hayofi Shel Yisrael, which means the beauty queen of, of Jerusalem. But the um, I just saw this. Maybe you guys know this. Uh, the Fauda and Stissel uh, people are going to make this. Yeah. And who's the guy? Who's yeah. one of the characters? This guy. Yes. This guy from Stissel. Oh, the guy that we like. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Oh, he's Gabriel. Oh, there you go. So there, there you have it. All right, they chose uh, somebody who we know. <laughs> and that's also from today, Kiva. current Kiva. beauty. Uh -huh. nice. I, I was annoyed at that because she definitely is the longest in terms of pages because you see all her life Who's this? from beginning to end. Um, Luna. Luna. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not the main In my book, she's not the main character. I think I'll just do the no, same. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. And well, but right. She, but she sets them on their path. I mean, and yeah. that's the main character. She, she, the, the path that they all took stemmed from her. Right. So mm -hmm. it, oh, yeah. the first. Oh, who is the main character? Wait. If it's not the beauty queen. So for me, Gabrielle is the one who sets the tone because she's the one who wants to discover it. And she's the one, I mean, then it goes into the book, but like, it, I always saw it from the, in my mind while I was reading it, it was always Gabriella was a listener. That's how I read it. And then I don't know if you saw it, like the first paragraph in which she was born goes back to first person. Yes. And it yes. says, and I cried when I went to, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like right now, change the no. to first person. She's back. She's a voice. She was telling you the story of her family. Mm -hmm. And then every time she would mention something about the baby, baby Gabriela was her. So she would say, and I didn't want to say Ima. It wasn't yeah. like Gabriela didn't want to say Ima. It was her. Right. Yeah. So I saw her as always like the passive voice telling the story. Um, but definitely Luna, I mean, she's one of the main characters, but I don't know. I yeah, I, I noticed in the beginning also when Alana was telling some of the backstory, right, right, right. Gabriel's sister, there was quotes within quotes. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, then it gets talking. a little bit right. That gets um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that's what triggered me that when she was born at some point, it went back to her being right. the narrative. And yeah, I was right. like, wait a minute, when the did moment she born? She goes back to So first, that's first when, time. you know, when she was born almost that I went back to chapter right. one and, you know, <laughs> well, seeing I Right, you know, he reminds my mother Luna right. passed away shortly before my 18th birthday. Right, right, so right, like, right. Then I read the whole chapter one. Right. Yeah, I also reread right. the chapter one, but it's um, that's. I mean, it's a good question: is who you have in mind while you're reading the book? Mm -hmm. I had Gabrielle in mind, and she is the one who had the transformation. Like her character is the one that actually changes the more like. Gabriel was born and died. You don't see a big change in his life. Many of the characters, even like the grandmother either, she she suffers and these and that, but like there's no like a, a path of, of trying to find themselves and trying to, to, to change kind of where they come from to be happier. There, that, that journey doesn't happen in anyone beside Gabriela. That's why I saw her more as the main character, but... Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, Luna is, is an interesting one too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so like I know you speak Spanish. I speak Spanish too. So I was able, you know, it didn't bother me the word in, uh, in Spanish, but I was wondering. Right. Someone no. who doesn't yeah. because they, they translate, they translate right out. I didn't get it. I, some of the things, some of the things I didn't get, but it sounded like mm -hmm. authentic. Mm -hmm. it. No, <laughs> no, I like reading it. It was like fun right. to read. But usually they said understand. like, yeah, you got the concept. Right, right. like you yeah. were, yeah. they were saying miskenika, which that's actually Hebrew. It's miskenika, like miskenika, right, poor man, poor woman. Right. Like right after they would try to do the translation, um, not word by word, but like at least concept. that it, yeah, the concept. The concept. Yeah, I, felt, yeah. I, felt, I felt okay. Habas con arroz. Like the, the food. I actually thought it was a they, good, I actually so it was a good question. I actually thought it was a feature, not a flaw. I liked it. Even if I didn't it. get all the right. words, yeah. I liked it because it it just it made the book sense. It was just another felt a little real, you know, it felt like yeah. you didn't bother your reading thing. You didn't no. have to look up no. more. Nah, I didn't bother. No. I read on Shadow Sauce. So right. <laughs> yeah. This is a little detail, but it kind of bothered me. Um 
it was when Gabriella was in uh, London okay. or England, and it said Pink Floyd was in the background. And why Pink Floyd? Okay, <laughs> right. Well, and I guess that brings it to the seventies. Right. Well, I wonder if that was a Easter egg they call it, like a hidden message right. to bring it on like to Israel, time, time, to right. modern times, because Roger Walters is the biggest anti-Semite right. Semite there is. Right. Like, but why Pink Floyd? So maybe it was so a little hidden Funny. message alluding to, you know, modern times. I don't know. It just bothered me. Yeah, I think they use but, it as a um, way to bring you up to the witch ear because it wasn't clear. I mean, yeah, we knew it was after '67, like the war. So we knew it was around then. But I, I, I suspect what you're saying because everyone knows who Pink Floyd, who that guy okay. is. Yeah, they he, should. He, he's the biggest anti. Right, right, right. Or it could just be that's what you listen to. I mean, they could have getting high. Right. They could have you know? said the right. Beatles. They could have said someone else. Not they me. didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> Which music did you choose? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, mean, I remember it in college. Right. Was it triggering that she went back to cleaning houses? Like somehow that was almost like a, I don't know, it had a lot of importance in the family. Like it showed where almost like a dignity thing. Like you, you don't, this is what you don't do as a hermosa, hermosa family. I, I, no, that isn't true. I mean, Nona said, uh, to little Gabriel, you know, he said, like, you know, if push comes to shove and you have to clean people's houses, there's no right. indignity in that. Right. There's no, yeah, I I wrote that down, actually, too. Right. There's no job that is right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for the English. <laughs> From the English. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's toilets, like specifically as like, right. you, you, you clean the whole house. I mean, that's part of the job, I understand, but like it was specifically, that is the part they- Well, that's the worst part. Very yeah. demeaning. Yeah. Worst part. Yeah. And it was having Pink Floyd um, in the background, did, did that demonstrate the, the depths to which she had some, Gabriel, like the self-loathing and, you know, she had lost any connection to her roots at some point. Like, obviously, inside her, she was the same person in a journey, but it seemed that there was like whatever was around, it was okay. And yeah, I wish, I mean, to know how that relationship with her and Abnon actually goes. <laughs> Maybe the, the show it's going to get a little bit into yeah, it. From there. Right. The sequel. The sequel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> read the, didn't read the last 50 pages, but it seemed like a lot happened in the last 50 pages. <laughs> there, so is, there is a journey, like the actual a, journey. Yeah, you missed a lot. Is it, right. no, but like, is it like too much or, or did no, they go like too fast uh, in those she, last uh, uh, pages? Or? I, I think it's a journey, but at least there's some healing. There is some, some actually going through the pain. Like you need to uh-huh. go through the pain to come out. Yeah. If you don't actually do the work, it, it doesn't. You have to hit bottom. So, right. She exactly. Really yeah. She really she does. does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so that's that's how I see it. I mean, did she have to do everything she did? Probably not. But it was almost as like when you just hit bottom. Mm-hmm. And the sisters, the, the level of, of responsibility. And that, that you see a lot in Jewish families, Sephardic families. But from the neighbors and they they would go and travel and like anything they needed, they were there for each other with all the, mm. the baggage, not without mm. it. But um, the daughter was away for two years. It doesn't matter. She, the, the, the aunt and the father and, and for <laughs> family, anything. So that's why also the Mercada, the, that, the way she broke relationship with the son, was a little bit confusing, though I need to say when she knew her son needed her, she was there. She was there. In a weird, you know, like her own way, but she was there for the son. And in the, the time she knew the son, yeah. 
she actually brought the curse on herself oh, right. too by setting him up with Rosa right. and blaming him. Yeah, right. self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, but happy to hear all the different opinions on the book and really appreciate um, the time today. It was, it was fun. Like we can say that I, um, I read it twice, but um, definitely it's a fun read and, and there is some, I guess we're all going to get together after the show and we can discuss uh, what we like about it. <laughs> I just read the show's not going to do all four generations. It's only doing two. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? To Gabriella and, and Gabriella. Uh, it didn't say names. It just said the one. Oh, so maybe it doesn't even get to Gabriella. No, it does. Oh. The um, There's the one by the end of the Ottoman Empire and the one at the beginning of the 1930s. It doesn't. So that's Gabriella and Rosa with the three daughters. Yeah. But maybe that so leaves it open for season two, three, and four. Oh. That's oh, right, 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 yeah, right, right. That could be it. That could be it. Right, right. Season one point. might only go. Right, right, right. That's true. But that's also interesting. Like the way, last thing I promised, but like how the, the dynamics between Arab and Jews before 48 were much more healthy than between Jews and whoever was the oppressor outsiders um, force because they we knew that we were both part of the land back then, you know? Yeah. Um, many things have changed, but um, definitely interesting to see that. Um, so I know, Charna, you started the next book. Maybe you wanna say something, but oh, yeah. the, um, the, name, yeah. I, the name is a coincidence. So the next book is called The Ice Cream Queen of Orchard Street. Totally different. This is an immigrant um, story actually from the Ashkenazi side of, of the world um, into the States. So it has that um, American component as well. Do you want to tell us like the first few pages? Well, of, um, are, are you enjoying it or something? Yes, yes. Adele read it. Yeah, I've already read it. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Adele, you're, you're... I read it a really long time ago, too. My sister-in-law read it and said it was really? wonderful. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, good. Um, I hope everybody enjoys it. And whoever read it already, good for you guys. That's so much. Read it again. So <laughs> read it again. Oh, one second. Let's, so do you want to share anything? Or, or people? It's, it's a good. It's good. You're no, like, she's yeah, enjoying it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, to uh, Gabriella and the family. How, the books are so powerful. <laughs> like you, you mm -hmm. work so connected, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, and it feel it. It's lighter, but right. It's lighter. There's still some time travel. Um, nice. Yeah. Not as confusing. A little, yeah. The story's a little bit more linear. Right. So um, yeah. But Adele could. There's some of the challenges. Could, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Um, Adina Maka, you want to, without giving away plot, could you, anything? Oh, do I want to say anything about the, share about the ice cream queen? About the book or? Oh, you mean, wait, wait, No, about, I'm just not, no. Anything, we, anything that you want to share before we uh, sign up? Should oh. people read it or not? <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down? Oh, <laughs> thumbs up. Definitely. I would really recommend it. See, I recommended it to Steve. I would recommend that to, I think it was a great read and a real page turner. And I could really identify with a lot of the, the heartbreak and the mistakes and the missed moments. And um, it really drew me in. I, it was very cathartic for me also. Okay, good. Okay, awesome. So the I think the question that remains is, should we stick with the original date, which is in three weeks? So it's oh. a quickish read, yeah. but I don't yeah. three weeks maybe too little. I don't know. I'm I'm up for whatever. I'm, I'm up say. for. I'm also up for whatever. Like I can, you know, I'm I'm good to keep it. Do, let's do a quick like raise of hand. Who thinks we should keep the date? Oh, I I think we should. 
I think we could. Yeah. Okay. It looks like it looks like we have a majority that's saying. What's the date? Is it twentieth? Right. It's the twentieth. Is that? Is there a conflict on that date? No, I don't think so. Let me take a quick look. I mean, I don't, it shouldn't be. Do you have something? Oh, it's the fest. It's the festival. Oh, it's President's Day weekend. Let's let's move on to the twenty seventh. Oh, it's the holiday weekend. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, one second. Monday, let me... I mean, the kids are not. Oh. Let me just holiday. Anyway, one second, one second, one second. Let's see. President's Day or something? February. Oh, it's President's Day President's weekend. Day. So kids don't have oh, that's no problem. That's <laughs> problem. So Purim is later because yeah. we have an extra month. Yeah, so one second. Let's yeah, think about this. That is, um, Ariella, how are you with President's Day weekend? Is that, it might be touch and go? Because the kids are out of school. Uh huh. Oh, so you might be, okay. Yeah. If we keep it, I'll be here. So whatever people prefer. We can do it then. Right, we could offer, right, we offer some anyway. So somebody's out of town, they could just tune in for an hour. Okay, so I think, are we good with that Sunday not to move it? Are we good with that? Yeah. Okay, so let's, I think we should keep it. That'll, um, so if you haven't read it yet, I'm in that category. I'm in the category of not even having the book. So I'm going to get the book and um, and I'll get on it. And then you guys, uh, everyone should get on. You know, everyone can can yeah, take a read. It's, it's a fun, well, hopefully people will enjoy it. It's a fun book. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's the first goal. Then it's based in, we'll have a nice conversation. is it based in the U.S.? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Portrait. 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 Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Final words for a while. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. I think uh, thumbs up. I mean, it was a fun book, but um, it's very interesting to hear everybody's comments and open to yeah our minds of the book. So thank you so much for being here.